Hello, lovely listeners. It's your host, Jada, and welcome back to Within Your Reach podcast. This podcast was created to elevate the minds of believers and encourage them to walk in their God-given purpose through real conversations. We talk about faith, mental health and wellness, and seasons of becoming. Make sure you are tuned in every Saturday so that you are not missing an episode. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Jada, and we are back for episode three So I hope everyone had a great week. I know my week was pretty busy, but it was a good week. I feel like I was really productive. I feel like I got a lot of things done. And I don't know, I just felt good about this week. Even though it was busy, I'm just grateful that I'm going to be enjoying my weekend with some of my girls and just having a good time. You know, you you should always work hard, but it's, it's always good to also play hard and to enjoy your weekends and to enjoy the time that you have when you're not working. So I'm excited for that and I'm excited to get into this episode. So let's just get into it. So growing up, you know, I would always hear this saying that a lot of old women, just old folks in my church and just around me will always say. And it kind of goes like this. The battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's, right? Now, if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. You're familiar with this with this phrase. Now, every time I would hear it, I would just kind of be like, okay, like, yeah, okay. Like, what does that even mean? And how does that apply to me? You know, when the battles do come, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? So today we're going to be talking about that in great detail. There's a really like not fun (laughs) there's a really cool story in the bible that I was reading up on this week and it really stood out to me because honestly to be quite honest I've never read this story in its full entirety but just preparing for this episode I was like yeah this this gonna be good so we just gonna get right into it so the story that I'm pulling from for this episode is second chronicles chapter 20 is really the whole chapter but specifically chapter verse 17 is the verse that I was reading this week and I was just like yep I want to talk about this so basically we're just going to set the scene first so we have in second chronicles 20 we have king Jehoshaphat who is the king of Judah you know now um Jehoshaphat was a really good leader he was a really good leader because he made sure that he was consulting the Lord before he was doing anything and um, leading the people of Judah he wanted to make sure that God was at the forefront that you know he was consulting the Lord and being prayerful about how he was leading the people so that's really what made him a really good leader because his heart was devoted to God and he when he became king you know, Judah was kind of going through a really, I guess, um, intense spiritual awakening for the good. You know, they were going undergoing this renewal process and the people were starting to serve God and to learn more about God. And so this was a good time for them. It was a good time for Judah. It was a good time for King Jehoshaphat. But out of nowhere. Now, this is when the story starts to get juicy, because out of nowhere, we have what they call the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Munites, they pull up on Jehoshaphat and they basically just say, hey, bro, like, we about to go to war. Like, plain and simple, they like, we are about to go to war. They tell him that an army is coming, that the army is coming against him from Edom, but they're coming from the other side of the Dead Sea. 
Now, not only is are these armies coming to Jehoshaphat in the king in the uh, city of Judah, but they're sneaking up on him. So it says they're coming from the other side of the Dead Sea. So they're sneaking up on him. And he also has no time to prepare anything. He has no time to prepare no weapons. He don't got no time to prepare the armies. Nothing like they're coming so quick. He was just like, okay, like, well, all right. So after he receives this news, y'all, he instantly, and I say instantly, he instantly goes into prayer. So he, he goes back into Judah and he calls to the people. He tells the people that we are about to go on a corporate public fast and we are about to pray. Now, I'm not going to say nothing too crazy, but if I was him, I'm not going to, you know, what can you do? I personally, me personally, <laughs> I wouldn't be all gung ho after hearing that. I'm sorry. I don't know if I would have done what he had done. I probably would have started panicking, to be honest. But in this story, he instantly goes into prayer with his uh with the people of Judah. And that's the first thing that stood out to me because honestly, as humans, we operate out of the flesh sometimes. So it's just kind of like our first instinct is not always to pray. It's not always the right thing. <laughs> sometimes we panic. Sometimes we have anxiety. Sometimes we worry before we get to um, praying and, and consulting God. So just reading this, I was just like, okay, so he, he's a little different. His approach is different. And I feel like, like I said in the beginning, that's what makes him such a good king. So like I said, he started praying and immediately they all just start worshiping God and just praying as a, as a unit because they realize that they have no time to really do anything else. They have no time to really prepare weapons they have no time to really get themselves in the position to fight so their first instinct is to pray and to worship God because they realize and they recognize that the only way that they can possibly win <laughs> is if they're equipped spiritually and so we're going to talk about that a little later but moving on into when King Jehoshaphat starts praying he starts by saying oh Lord God of our fathers are you not God in heaven? Like he's just praying, like, are you not, are you not that guy? Like he's just reminding not only God, but himself, like, you know, do, do we know who we serve? Like he says, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And so I just think it's crazy because not only is he the king, but he is, he's praying this prayer in front of all of the people of Judah. And as a king, like you have this really big title, you have this really big position that you're holding and to be able to do something like this in front of your, the people that you're leading, it takes a lot of humility to say a prayer like that and to be vulnerable in front of your own people. And so at the end of the prayer, he, he prays for, we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Like, how crazy is that? Like, if honestly, if I was in the city of Judah and I was hearing my king pray like this, I'd be like, what do you mean we don't know what to do? <laughs> like, now I'm about to panic. But he has so much confidence in God that he he's just not even worried. So that's why he goes into prayer because he's like, you know, as he says in the beginning, God of our fathers, are you not the God in heaven? Like, did you not create the heavens and the earth? Are you not the king, the ruler of all the nations? So Jehoshaphat from jump 
of course he was probably afraid, but he knew the God that he served. And how often do we as humans go through battles and go through situations and we say, we may say that we trust God and we may say that we believe God, but our actions are not, you know, our actions are not showing that because we're anxious, because we're worried, because we keep saying, oh, I don't know how it's going to work out. Oh, I don't know how it's going to happen. Or, oh, I don't know. It's just, I just don't know. I'm just anxious. But like, do you know the God you serve? Like, <laughs> let's be honest. But obviously, sometimes it can be hard to remember this and to really instantly come to a posture where you're like yeah I know God's gonna work it out sometimes it's hard to say that sometimes it's hard to truly believe that but Jehoshaphat is a prime example of like look I'm just trusting God and so at the end of this prayer he's he's basically just saying you know God I don't know what to do we don't know what to do but we are looking to you we are looking to you for help and sometimes I feel like we sometimes are not comfortable being truly vulnerable with God we are not always comfortable being truly vulnerable with God and saying, Lord, I'm not sure where you're taking me or Lord, I don't know what is coming or Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes we just we just want to have all, all control over what's going on in our lives and not fully surrender to God and not fully say, Lord, I don't know what's happening, but I trust you. We, we just stop at Lord, I don't know what's happening. And then from there, it's it's anxiety. From there, it's it's worry. From there, it's fear. Because we're too afraid to really trust and to fully lean in on who God is and who God says he is. And not only that, but what he's done for us in the past. So I just thought that that was just a, a pivotal thing to bring out because it's not it's not super common where you, as a human, are instantly going to this mindset like God I'm trusting you I'm trusting in you sometimes it's hard like let's be honest sometimes it's hard and so moving on into after Jehoshaphat finishes finishes this prayer um there was a man by the name of Jehaziel I hope I said that right (laughs) there was a man by the name of Jehaziel and basically the scripture is saying that the spirit came over this man as he was standing in the crowd the spirit came over him and he starts speaking So in verses 15 through 17, Jehaziel is basically saying, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. He says, tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. So in this moment, the Spirit is basically speaking through Jehaziel, basically saying, like, this is what y'all need to do. This is what y'all need to do. And this was right after the King Jehoshaphat prayed his prayer. God sent this word to Jehaziel and basically said, don't be afraid the Lord will be with you. You will not need to fight this battle. Like, trust me when I tell you, you will not need to fight this battle. And how often do we sometimes fight battles that we are not meant to fight? You know, like God been told you to cut ties with that person. He been told you to stop talking to that friend, but we, we want to keep going back and forth about it. When in reality, like 
you're trying to find a battle that God already told you, like, yeah, I already told you to stop being friends with him. I already told you to stop talking to this person. I already told you to not go to this place. I already told you to not accept that job or to do this or to do that. Like, how often do we create more, uh, just create more things for ourselves to go through because we aren't obedient to what God is saying? So after, after you know, Jehaziel got this word and he, and he spoke this word over the people of Judah, they just started worshiping and praising God. Like, okay, God, you said this word, you said it, so we just going to believe it. So they start worshiping and they just start praising God for what's about to happen. And so when they go out to battle, they're kind of going in with the, with the mindset that, okay, we received this word, we got this word, so we just going to go in confident. And that's what they did. They they went into the battle praising and worshiping, like literally. They went into the battle praising and worshiping. And I encourage y'all to really read the whole chapter of Second Chronicles 20 because it's really a good story. They, so that essentially, to make a long story short, <laughs> they go into the battle praising and worshiping just saying like God you are you are king of kings you are lord of lords like they're just going in with a posture of worship and praise and as soon as you know it just like the spirit told Jehaziel you know he told Jehaziel what would happen it happened they go out to fight they're like okay what's about to happen they go out and immediately they don't have to do a thing when I say they don't have to do a thing they do not have to do a thing so it says in, in verse 22 that at the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. So not only do the people of Judah not have to fight, but these armies start fighting each other. Like they start fighting themselves. And then in verse 23, it says, the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the look point at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemies had escaped. Like how crazy is that? And I just thought Honestly, this whole the whole setup was wild because it just goes to show you that some things it may just seem like they're really, truly impossible. Like I know they may have received that word and they were worshiping and praising God, but I'm sure they were probably like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to see. But the way that that God has said it was going to happen, like they didn't have to fight. That's exactly how it happened. And not only did they not have to fight. But the people that they were fighting against ended up fighting each other. So this whole story is just it's just a lot to unpack here. But honestly, from it, I was able to see that and I broke these down into bullet points. So in Second Chronicles 20, first, they seeked the Lord. Now they knew they were getting ready to go through this battle. So they seeked the Lord because they knew that only God could give them the, the clear instruction. The on, that only God could give them the instruction that they needed to be able to get through the battle. After they they seek the Lord, they listen for his specific instructions. And I feel like this is the part that we get, we get messed up on. We'll pray, we'll seek God, but we won't take the time to truly listen. Like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do while I'm waiting? What do you want me to do as I'm going through this trial, as I'm going through this battle? What do you need me to do? 
we we never really take the the time that we need to be able to ask God, but to also listen to his response. So they seek the Lord. They listen for, for God's response and for God's instructions. After they listen for the instructions and they receive the instructions, then they position themselves. Oh, that's a word. That's a word. So then they position themselves. Right? Because they know that something is coming. After they received the word, they received what God was saying that you will not have to fight. So they positioned themselves. They got themselves in a posture of praise. They got themselves in a posture of worship. After they positioned themselves, they humbled themselves. After they humbled themselves, they chose to believe. Right? So they received this word. They positioned themselves. And they chose to believe the word that God has said. And I feel like a lot of times we'll ask God for an answer. We'll ask God for a word. But then when we get it, we like, "Mm, (laughs) that's not the word I was looking for. And we disregard it. But that's the word that you asked God for. And he gave it to you. So just because it's not what you want to hear, it's not the way you wanted to hear it. Now you're just not going to listen. So. They they set the example because they chose to believe the instruction that God was giving them. So when they when they headed into the fight, they weren't worried. They weren't they weren't touched with an ounce of anxiety. They were praising and they were worshiping and singing because they knew that God wouldn't give them this instruction or give them this word without, you know, fulfilling it. So they chose to believe and then they lifted up the praise. They gave God the praise because only God was was had his hand in that. Only God was able to cause the enemies to fight against each other and cause the people of Judah to not even have to lift a finger. And I just think that was so powerful. And through all of that, you know, they were able to have the victory without even doing anything because God had already said it in the beginning, like you will not have to fight this fight and just relating it to just normal life. Like I just feel like so many times and I can speak from experience. We fight so many battles that we, that are not even ours to fight. Like God goes before us, before us. He says it in his word. He goes before us and he, he is not a, a man with that. He should lie. So if God says that this is not your fight to fight, then why are we, why are we, why are we fighting it? <laughs> like it's simple. Why are we fighting it? And so this story just really touched me when I was reading it this week and really studying it because it just reminded me that if we say that we believe and that we serve God, then our actions have to have to show that as well. We can't just say that we believe God, but when he gives us a word, we're not willing to listen. Or when he gives us instruction, we're not willing to um, position ourselves. So I just thought it was it was awesome. Like the story is really good. And I'll just say it again. So it was Second Chronicles chapter 20. Um, and specifically verse 17 was the verse that really just stuck out to me. But the whole story is just awesome. Um, it just really shows us as believers that it's it's a process, you know, when it comes to coming to God. Like, of course, you have to pray, but there's a lot of things that come after the prayer that we refuse to do that we don't really take into account. And so I think that this is really important to um, to just note that not only do we have to seek the Lord, but we have to listen for instruction. We have to be open to listen for instruction. Once we receive the instruction, instruction, we have to position ourselves and we have to humble ourselves and choose to believe that God is going to fulfill his word. And then once he fulfills it, he has to get the glory because he was the only one that could have did it. So I just thought that this was really awesome. And I just pray that everyone who is listening to this podcast, 
um, and just listening to this word that God will really help us to continue to have humility and that he will give us ears to hear when he gives us instruction. I feel like in this season, personally, I'm just really being prayerful about everything. Like when I tell y'all, it'd be the littlest things. I'd be like, God, what am I supposed to be doing? about this (laughs) and to me it'll seem small but I know that God is pleased with that because he doesn't want us to go through life without without being intimate with him like he wants to have a relationship with us and I feel like um whether you're trying to make a big decision or whether you're going trying to figure out you know how to um approach a, a certain situation or a certain circumstance in all of it we just have to be prayerful because God will give us instruction God will give it to us but a lot of the times where we fall is in the hearing we don't we're not really making time to hear God or positioning ourselves to hear from God so yeah I just wanted to share this with y'all um because I just felt like this story was really good and I really took took away a lot from it that a lot of the times we just we just be fighting unnecessary battles when at the beginning of time God God is just telling us like you know this is not your battle it's mine So trust me when I tell you that it's going to be okay. Trust me when I tell you that I will go before you. Trust me when I tell you that I'm ordering your steps. Trust me when I tell you to lean not on your own understanding. To acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your paths. This is Bible, y'all. This is Bible. So I just wanted to leave that um, with y'all. And yes, I hope you were touched by this story. I know I was. Um, definitely go back and read it for yourself. It's second Chronicles 20. Again, just read the whole, just read the whole chapter because it really blessed me and I hope it blessed y'all, but that's all I got for y'all today. Um, I'm getting ready to enjoy my weekend and just relax and, you know, enjoy life. So I encourage y'all to enjoy life. Do what makes you happy. Do what brings you joy this week, this weekend, whenever you're listening to this podcast and I look forward to speaking to y'all next weekend. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you like, share, uh, subscribe, (laughs) comment, follow me on Instagram at withinyoureach underscore. And I'll see y'all next Saturday for the next episode. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Bye.